0: Welcome to Dwarf Fortress Roundtable, the podcast for all things Dwarfy. Every couple weeks or so, your hosts gather to talk about our favorite game, Dwarf Fortress. So let's join your hosts, Roland... We can't put it that
1: way. I did not leave my house in two days.
0: I'm going to be honest with you. Tony... I feel like Cleaner Dad's here with us in spirit. Thanks for the aquifer thing, by the and way. And Jonathan... There
2: is a snarkiness that I find amusing of some people who... As they present insightful, irreverent, and often incorrect analysis. And
0: always remember, losing is fun.
2: Today's episode is all about our reactions to the... Uh, release of version 0.50.01 is that right
1: oh god Yep,
0: yep 50.01 halfway point yeah, so yeah. in another 23 years we will have <laughs> final version of this game so with vr just shy of our 70th birthdays guys yeah <laughs> just yeah,
1: yeah. vr Dual fortress can't wait or, or whatever vr
2: yeah. On, our, on our last episode, when we talked to Tarn and Zach, I just made the assumption that anyone who was listening to the episode knew who the hell they were. <laughs> so I didn't. I pretty much said, hey, uh, they, yeah, they create Dwarf Fortress, and then we just went on with it. No intro, no backstory, I no
0: nothing. I feel like
1: that's okay. I feel like that's okay. I, I mean, kind of, yes. If, yeah. if you, you don't just accidentally click on this podcast, I mean, No. Yeah, I I agree. I
0: agree. I I feel like yeah, if you've stumbled your way into this and you're thinking this is a sports podcast, for example, you're probably feeling very lost at this point.
2: We're huge on Spotify,
1: right? Huge on Spotify. Also, (laughs) to be fair, there was a different uh episode. You should check it out everybody, by the way. It's one of the earliest. Um they're already in here and I think we do actually make a like a really good coherent introduction, w- who this is. That's true. Um, so you're probably right. If they got it, if yeah. if they made it to this version and like this this episode, then I think they know. Yeah, you're probably right. I agree. I agree with what that guy said.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I've been writing down things as I come across them, and uh, sometimes I'll answer my own questions. But sometimes I end up more confused than than I thought I was. But I've, I've managed a lot of the things that I was just like, wow, I don't know how to do this anymore. Let me figure it out. How's, how's been the experience for you? I feel like I'm learning to play the game again. But maybe it feels like I'm learning Portuguese after I'm fluent in Spanish or something. So it's not like learning a whole new language, I guess.
2: I think I was talking to to Tech Ed and he was <laughs> Tekit was a little concerned about my reaction to it because I apparently have a reputation for being um, someone who is highly resistant to change. And and while that's true, <laughs> in in a lot of respects, uh, I mostly am resistant to changes Microsoft makes to their products because they seem to want to change things <laughs> just for the sake of changing them, not for any good reason except for hey, we need to change this because. Where yeah. Dwarf Fortress, it had changes that happened that needed to be made. So, yeah. um, So as far yeah, as
0: that goes. I, yeah, I I hear you. I mean, you know, like I, I share some of that. Like when I opened up the game, I was like, I don't, I don't, I have to use the mouse for everything. That's a big change. And then I started to see there are keyboard shortcuts, but. Not for everything, though, yeah. Yeah. So, and it will probably take some time to learn all that stuff.
2: And then maybe shortcuts that are hidden in there that I don't know about yet. Again, this game was released two days ago. We actually held off recording. We were supposed to record last Sunday, but we kind of held off just so that we could make a, a final, kind of a quick reaction. I almost said video <laughs> uh, to to the to the release Imagine so it. <laughs> that we could have for, for once we have like timely news in the Dwarf Fortress community.
0: Timely news. Yeah, exactly. We've got a, the Steam release, I guess, came out. Did we, did we talk about that yet? <laughs> Any day.
2: I'm not sure that I can make an informed opinion, uh, have an informed opinion yet on what changes are flaws and what changes are simply changes and improvements because I'm not used to it. Well, yet. do you want to
0: talk about highs and lows? Like what are your, what are sure. your highs and what are your lows? Sure, sure. All right.
2: You want to go first? I volunteer uh, you. No, I going to I volunteer Roland.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Smart move.
1: Let's, let's start from East to West. Let's do that. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Um, My high is definitely, I can look at, for example, a squirrel. And the squirrel is not a dot. The squirrel is an actual small, red, cute squirrel on my map. And I I saw it, and I was like, oh, and I wanted to click on it, but it's still a vermin, so you can't. But uh, it's it's very nice to see. You can now actually see that there are critters. You don't have to, like, look for them specifically, like, really scrunch your eyes and go, like, where are they? They are there, and you mm-hmm. see them. Mm-hmm. And I still have to see all animals, and I still have to see anything other than dwarves and humans. Uh, humans, I haven't even seen their faces. I've always... I, I saw three people, and they had helmets on, so... I'm, you know, I have to see all races. I have to see all animals. I have to see anything scary, like monsters or demons or whatever. And I am so excited because they do look good. And that is, I mean, obvious, you know, graphic update. We get graphics high. Yeah, it's graphic. We we get graphics. That's pretty insane. Uh Sometimes I just looked at things, how they look because they're cute. I... Do you want to know how clothing gets dyed and whether or not you see it or not? Because I don't think you do. Mm. Mm. But yeah.
2: So do we want to do the, the cons immediately with the same person right after the pros? Or do we want to like have all three of us say something yeah, good then all three of us say Yeah, let's do a round
1: bad.
0: of pros and then okay. a round of cons. Let's do okay. that. Okay. All right. Okay. So, so what are your pros
2: then? My biggest pro for the whole thing is the dwarf information uh, interface. I I realized that all of that information was there in the game before, but now all I have to do is click on my dwarf and I have 12, 14 or so, whatever tabs that let me know all of the information right there in one handy place. I knew I was going to like this, but I didn't realize how much I was going to love that tabbed interface for the dwarves. For example, I never realized that immediately after creating a artifact the dwarf might make a cute little quote about the artifact that they just made. So I had my first artifact was created. It was a, like a a scepter and the dwarf that made it, I clicked on her almost immediately after, uh, after, after she created it. And she said, I'm going to have it pulled up here. She said, I shall name you crevice bow, the bony finder. That was very satisfying. That would have been a loss of time because I never would have clicked on her. Yeah, the the, the whole Dwarven interface, all the information that you have now at your fingertips, instead of having to dig 12 menus deep to get all of it. Love it.
0: I agree. You can carry that same kind of live update thing to one of my big pros, which was if you click on a workshop, you can see who's there, what they're doing. And then you can watch them bring the material to the workshop. And then you can see when the thing's been made. And then you can see them take it away again. And I think that's kinda of neat. I, I like that real timey vibe.
1: Oh, um talking about the the clicking on people, if if I still may add to the positives, you know, mm-hmm. you can click on visitors and you get the same amount of detail about every single visitor. That's crazy. Because before you had a visitor and you clicked on them and it said the name and the occupation and, oh yeah, it's a visitor. You don't know anything about this person unless they talk about themselves and then reveal information about themselves. Now you are the actual omnipotent god that clicks on somebody and you know you know their family and you can see oh yeah this person right next to them is like their uncle and they are apparently both soldiers in the same army and they're like walking around oh yeah a soldier in this military squad and their mother is called so and so and they're wearing this and this I mean you can see what they're wearing before but it's it's good it's good you can you can click on everybody and see their like Thoughts and personality and i think it will actually make a very very big difference when it comes to uh were beasts or I we will see about. It.
2: i think that it's funny that roland thinks that i might be played well enough to get visitors because <laughs> 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 because i'm still in like year two of my fortress i've run out of food um a couple times <laughs> i've run out of drink i've got 20 dwarves so yeah it, this is the first time that I've ever gotten an artifact with twenty dwarves. But then I had those twenty dwarves for a long time, and I got a message that said that uh, that I didn't attract any uh, any uh, migrants this season. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So sounds yeah, like a tough. sounds like Roland. You've adapted to the new interface much better than I have.
1: Oh, you know. Talking about it, I think this is the perfect moment to jump into the negatives. Unless anybody wants to add any positives, I'm sure we're gonna well, be gushing positives couple.
2: for like. Oh, what's that? Yeah. What's that, Tony?
1: Yeah, I
0: mean, I've got a couple things that I really liked that we didn't mention. Okay. I liked the. Um, I loved the zoning for the for the bedrooms. One of my least favorite oh, yeah. things to do, and why I often didn't create bedrooms for them and just let them suffer. Um, was because it was such a pain to go in and like individually zone and scope each bedroom. And the fact that I can like make the bedrooms and then tell it and it sorts it out, that is a true awesome quality of life. I think it's very cool. I I mean, I'm also just like completely um, wowed by the graphics on the, the main map. It looks fantastic. And I mean, it always just looked like ASCII to me. And he kind of figured it out, but it really they've they've done an excellent job with all of the sprites and all of the all of the graphics. Caverns look amazing. Yeah, so I, I I mean I think it it's just it's really taken to the um to the graphics well. And and so I'm I'm really happy with that. And then like I said, the live view of the dwarves and the live view of the workshops I think is pretty doggone cool.
2: I wanna add one more quick pro. I think this is probably the best soundtrack that I've heard since Civilization Three. Um, oh, I've got Civ-
0: to turn on
2: the sound. No. Civ three. Oh, oh yeah. If you've not, if you've not listened to the ambient music, I was afraid I was going to hugely miss Tarn and his uh, his guitar, which I I would like to have that as an option. But wow, this music is great. To me, Civ three's soundtrack was the one to hold up as the best soundtrack ever. But uh, this one, yes, I think that this might be up there with it. Awesome. Agreed. Yeah.
3: Dwarf Fortress Roundtable has been brought to you in part by David Eltsroth, creator of Nemakbufut, Quiltusks, a brown zircon throne. All craft's dwarf ship is of the highest quality. It is encrusted with oval graphite cabochons and encircled with bands of radiant cut brown zircons. This object is adorned with hanging rings of brown zircon. On the item is an image of Aeson Revers the Dwarf, and Dwarves, in brown zircon. Asin Kudgelrevers is surrounded by the dwarves. The artwork relates to the ascension of the dwarf Asin Kudgelrevers to the position of Queen of the Gleeful Seals in the year one. Also on the item is an image of the Royal Drums' The Pig Iron Floodgate in Pigtail. Nimac Bufut, Quiltusks, A Brown Zircon Throne, from David Eltsroth. Okay,
2: so, uh, warts... (laughs) Of course. Uh, I would like to preface this by saying that uh, whenever you uh, talk about criticisms of a game, especially something that we've gotten so used to playing, and you've got to be sure to differentiate between flaws and changes, because some of these things that have changed that I might perceive initially as a flaw, it may be that it's an improvement, and once I get used to it, I will see it that way. It's too soon right now for me to make some of those calls, but There are some things that probably are safe to say need some improvement.
0: Yeah, I think you've made a great distinction there. As I've been playing it, I was kind of like a little frustrated at first in a couple of places because I was like, man, I can't. So I can't do this anymore. Why Why does this keep happening? Like took me an unexpectedly long time to figure out where the option to turn off cooking mushrooms was. Mm -hmm. So everyone was dying of thirst because when they cook the mushrooms, they destroy the spores. Then there's no more spores left to plant more mushrooms and then they can't make alcohol and then everyone dies. So that took me a very long time to find that option that was kind of easy to find before. So there have been a number of things like that and I was getting annoyed. So actually what I did was I started writing things down that I couldn't figure out how to do with the intent of either asking you guys or looking around online or just figuring it out myself and answering my own questions. And then Mm -hmm. I was kind of left with things that were, I think, actual bugs or glitches. Um, And and that's been kind of helpful for me to kind of make that distinction between is it broken or do I just not know how to do this thing that I used to know how to do?
2: Yeah, Uh, my, my big one like that was how the hell do I tell the yak to be slaughtered? Yep. Previously I always clicked on the yak, went to hit P for preferences and hit Y for yeah. or, or, or I think it was S to turn on, yeah, slaughter me. But you do that now from the from the creatures menu. Yeah. There's probably gonna be a lot of stuff like that where probably the way that I did it before was not the primary intended way that Tarn had in his mind to to interact.
0: Yeah, the, the biggest irritation that I've had was was dealing with aquifers, which is why I turned them off. Before you could basically tell the doors like, yeah, I know it's wet, but I really, really want you to dig there anyway. And they just flat out refuse in some places. And so it's like then the whole fort got flooded because they just wouldn't like dig it out and build a wall. Mm -hmm. So I would love a way to just say, look, I know the dangers here. (laughs) I know digging in wet tiles is is total madness, but I still want to do it and it's going to be okay. You know, I'd love to have that option briefly be like, I don't care that you don't want to dig here. You need to do it anyway. That that would be my one thing I would love to see changed. I
1: think we can mod that in. I think we can. I have two. And one is just like me being PV and like used to a different interface. It was E and C for going up and going down. And no, no, no. No. You're supposed to use your mouse wheel. Oh, that is even worse. Yeah, that's that, that is Yeah. Um I had to unbind it. I didn't like it at first, but
0: I'm I'm growing okay with it. It annoyed the crap out of me at first, and
1: the more I started to use it, the more I was like, oh okay. I uh, I mean true, true. But my mouse wheel is so fast that mm. one millimeter is one click. Which means if I scroll a little bit, that's like uh, ten levels. Yeah. That's mm. That's so a it's a no-no for me. So I had to unbind it, both. Uh, I put it back on the usual controls. And the funny thing that I noticed is I can see again. You know, you have like a picture of something in your mind, mm-hmm. especially when you build up or down and you kind of see like a, like a skyscraper, but you see floor by floor. And now you see it in your head, right? And I, I got that back. In my stream that I did when I unboxed the game, so to say i I did several mistakes that are basically just me not seeing the game anymore the the in the three d version in my head and now I can and it was just unbinding it from e and c binding it to the old thing again and i'm I'm good
2: again yeah that is very interesting that it's the psychological model of the three d aspects of the game was changed by the, the change of the key, those key bindings. Yeah, it was funny. I've kind of gotten used to ENC, but that is still the one that my muscle memory keeps coming back to is, is my pinky goes on the shift key and my forefinger goes on either the less than or the greater than symbol to move up and down. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, I like the no shift key thing because that, that particular key bind, while I got used to it, I feel like it wasn't the best UI experience. That's true. Like we got used to it, but it, but having to hit shift and then these keys that if you accidentally hit the question mark, took you to the help menu, how often did you do that? You did that a lot. Um, you're like trying to scroll up and oh,
1: you <laughs> well, yeah. the help menu. Great. That Thanks is, that, that is the big plus on like playing on a German keyboard. There is nothing around these keys that I have to press to go up and down that I could hit that do anything. So that's not where your umlaut key is. Uh, no, it's on the no. other side of the keyboard. It's like down uh, left. Or the or the funny B, the fast-looking B, the fast-looking B
0: on the I think S. It's the double S. Yeah. yeah,
2: my biggest um, flaw, I would say, is list traversal. I oh. do not want to have to use list traversal. Uh, you know, going through a list. Oh yeah. I don't want to have to use the mouse and scroll wheel to get through a list. You know, it was not ideal that you had to use a switch between the plus and minus and the arrow keys, but at least there was a keyboard option for changing the location of your selection in a list. Uh, now, can you say much more about that? I'm not following.
0: Um, Which wh- what list?
2: Well, for example, well, trade depot. Trade depot is one example. Yeah.
0: Trade depot. Yeah, a little complicated. Well, no, but this in particular.
2: Well, it, also, let's say that whenever you're placing a door. And you have 50 doors that are in your stockpile. I know TechEd, that's over overpopulating your stockpile with doors, but if you have fifty <laughs> doors in your stockpile, I like the doors and you want to find a particular one, you can't use your arrow keys or the plus minus key to traverse the list. You actually have to use or so the mouse to scroll through it, and I really think that so if you haven't run across it yet, Tony, I'm pretty sure that you will. You'll see what I'm talking keep about when I' seeing
0: the traders. Yeah, I keep missing them. I I just moved a whole bunch of stuff to the trade depot, and then the trader left before I got there. So, dang. My you first. Know? Oh no, they're there, but they're not trading. I don't really understand. There's all their crap is there, but it's they're tangent, gone. But
2: yeah, I I'm having trouble with the new uh, lesser uh, uh, caravan that comes during the first year because before. Part of my strategy was just to build a whole bunch of trinkets and trade them for a crap ton of of drink. Whenever they showed up this time, they had like two barrels of dwarven ale, and that was it.
0: So, attack them. He warned us about that. That's what you do. Just attack them. Just attack them. Yeah, I've got these merchants that come and then they don't trade. It's a little disappointing.
2: But, but yeah, do you know what I mean about list traversal? Do you understand what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, yeah. Scrolling up and down in the long list. Yeah.
2: You can't mm-hmm. you can't move through a list with your keyboard anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to use your mouse to move through a list.
0: Yeah, it would be nice to be able to do that.
2: I think it's fundamental, actually.
1: Yeah, and on top of that, there's one thing that bugged me. It's a lot simpler, but um, on the scroll bar, there's like uh, arrow up, arrow down. You can click on the arrow to move it, but if you hold it, it doesn't keep yeah. on the scrolling repeat. by itself. That may be, so able to be to set in the drrr, uh, click. key
2: bindings. I haven't looked, but well, here's I know that there's an option funny. for repeating in the key bindings. What's that? It here's is. another funny
0: one. If you're typing, if you, if you use a hotkey or if you, if you use the hotkey menu and you want to name your locations or if you want to name your workshop or your stockpiles and you type in W, A, S, or D, the map will move. So mm. the hotkeys, even, even when you're typing in a window, Um, and it's supposed to be capturing input, it's also sending that input to the kind of main game loop as processing it as a keystroke. So I suspect that's a bug because it's kind of weird because I was doing something and it was like was, and it was like the whole map's going crazy. Um, So that's Hmm. something that that I I think is probably uh, not an intended function. So I would say, you know, whatever game loop is in play would probably be best suspended when you're taking text input because it kind of messed a couple things up
2: that's related to another thing that i have that i'm going to bring up here in a minute but before before we go there roland have you got the game open in front of you now
1: the game yes no it's not oh should i open it
2: well i was going to walk (laughs) you through what i'm talking about about the repeat. yes 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 absolutely
1: excellent give me like so i will wait for you 10 seconds
3: this segment of Dwarf Fortress Roundtable is made possible by a grant from Adam Hudson, creator of Order Lemler, the incineration of fanciness, a pigbone table. All Craft's worship is of the highest quality. It is decorated with pig bone, apple wood, and llama wool, and encircled with bands of naked mole dog leather. This object menaces with spikes of brown zircon, bauxite, and apple wood. On the item is an image of Aeson Kudgelrevers the Dwarf and Dwarves in Cave Spider Silk. Aeson Kudgelrevers is surrounded by the Dwarves. The artwork relates to the ascension of the Dwarf Aeson Kudgelrevers to the position of Queen of the Gleeful Seals in the Year One. Order Lemler, The Incineration of Fanciness, a Pigbone Table, from Adam Hudson.
2: So there is a fundamental change that has happened with this release, and I don't know if it's good or bad or indifferent or just, you know, just different. The game does not suspend whenever you enter menus. With Classic Tour Fortress, anytime that you like went into the designations menu, when you went into the stockpiles menu, any menu that you entered, the game paused automatically, except for the squads menu. Every other menu, the game would stop. That... Doesn't happen with the premium edition. Whenever you go into your designation menu to to designate tiles for digging out or mining, the game's not paused. They're doing things in the background while you're setting your, your designations for mining or placing buildings or whatever. That's probably a good thing. It's just something I'm going to have to get used to because it is a fundamental change, I think.
0: It's also wiped me out. Like, I, I I like the fact that it doesn't pause necessarily when I go into the menus, but it has also, I have also, like, I, I got up last night and went to have dinner, but didn't realize the game wasn't paused. And then I came back and everyone had starved to death. Um, whoops. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, it's, <laughs> as I said, my dwarven body count's pretty high.
2: So, dude, dude, turn on autosave and tell it to pause after every autosave. That's also an option. Oh,
0: that's a good and idea too. When oh, you go to settings okay.
2: I, option I, yeah. or go to okay. settings and then click the game tab. The third option is is pause after every autosave. Oh. Okay. That was a, a I think that was a DF hack thing before. I, I could be wrong, maybe. But so Roland, do you have the game open yet? Yeah. Uh if you go to the settings menu mm-hmm. and you go to the key bindings tab, mm-hmm. notice that there is a column that says don't repeat, delayed repeat, fast repeat. Yeah. So if we can find the one for uh, clicking the mouse down on the scroll bar, if we can add a repeat.
1: Oh, I think I know what you mean.
2: I don't want to look through it right now, but but it may be there.
1: Scroll bar page up. Okay. Okay. That's okay. Okay. I should probably fast repeat, don't repeat, delayed repeat. Yeah. Mm. Okay. I should try this. Probably not right now, but
2: so this is the kind of thing that I was saying that that you got to have to be careful to differentiate flaws from changes because things are being yes. done yeah. differently. And right now, I can't intelligently say that this is a bad thing because for all I know, there is a list traversal option somewhere in these settings that I haven't found yet. Mm-hmm. I I do think it's odd that the cursor keys for as all, for as as much as I know they don't really do anything, do they now?
0: I uh, don't believe so.
2: Yeah, Mm -mm. the cursor... uh, Yep, there is no arrow keys on there. Are there no arrow keys on some keyboards? Is that one of the reasons why we took it out?
1: I mean, yeah, on like a shorter keyboard version, but... Commodore
2: 64 had two cursor keys, uh, but this doesn't run on that, does it? uh,
0: Um, Not yet. Not yet, it doesn't. (laughs) Not yet, or not anymore? Sunday project, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Maybe it was a launch title for C64. (laughs)
2: <laughs> well, it does run on uh, it, but whenever you start World Creation, if you started it in 1985, it would still be running.
0: I got to say World creation's another perk. It's gotten a lot faster. And his introduction of the 100-year world, I think, is a great happy medium for people who might just want to get in and start doing stuff.
2: I've it's only created like one, one all right, and just started playing it, so I've not really had a lot of experience with that yet.
0: Yeah, I, just did, I did a 250, and it's like, you know, three and a half minutes or something. It's no big deal. It was pretty darn fast.
2: And Tony, your, uh, your thing that you liked about being able to see the things happen in the workshops as they're happening, mm-hmm. that wasn't even a possibility in the old version because whenever you had a workshop click to look at the things going on inside it, you were paused.
0: You were paused, yeah. And you couldn't unpause it. But it's kind of cool. You can see them as they're working. Like they're, if you click the dwarf who's working, you can see them saying, I finished up some work. I am very satisfied. Now I'm euphoric due to inebriation. You're like, awesome. Well, that's cool.
2: Yeah, I'm probably going to like that once I get used to it. Once I get used Mm -hmm. to it. It's just I'm going to probably lose some fortresses in the meantime because I forget that, you know, uh, whenever I am sitting there obsessing over the shape of my bedrooms for 45 minutes, in the meanwhile, all of my (laughs) people are getting killed by goblins. Yeah,
0: I haven't lived long enough to get invaded by goblins yet. Are the necromancers still around? I haven't seen any of them yet.
1: I have, I actually found... uh, like two or three towers. I, I saw them on the world map. They looked like scrungly little black tree-like towers. Like, like a bit of mushroomy, I would say. I, I was like, hmm, what is this? Then I hovered over. It said human dog tower. So I think I do have necromancers. I, I should check that in the world. But I think they're, it, they're there. You can't see the purple zones very well. Or at least if you can, I haven't
0: figured that out.
2: How many fortresses have you guys done? Oh
0: dear, three
1: at this point.
2: I'm still on my first one. It's not going well, but I'm still on it.
1: More than three for me. Yeah, I just started every time a new fortress. I have nothing to come back to in the others. Yeah, it's been a it's been a start slow, fail fast kind of experience.
0: Um, <laughs> you know, because I would like for a while, it just took me forever to tell him to stop cooking the mushrooms like that. I realized because I think whatever it was in DF Hack or some setting. In the old version, it was automatically disabled by default. So I stopped thinking about doing it. And yeah, I've run into some unfortunate things with that. Uh That wiped out a bunch of my forts at first. Why is everyone starving? Why is everyone dying of thirst? And that, that would be why. Making nest boxes was trickier than I thought at first. So, you know, a lot of it's due to my own trying to learn how to replay this thing.
2: Yeah. How about
0: regular people? Have you have you have you engaged with normal people playing this game since since
2: it's happened? Before we get to that, there's one more thing that I want to talk yes. about with the new interface. Tell me if this happened before. I had two dwarves sleeping in the same bed at the same time. Did that happen before?
0: Uh if they're married. Two dwarves and, in the same bed?
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. if they're hooked up, if they hook up. I've got one with a lover. It says Adoskapath has a lover. Oh,
2: and did that happen in Classic? Because as long as I've been playing, I, I never noticed two dwarves sleeping in the same bed at the same time. You know, it just flips between them, as if two true. dwarves are standing um, on the same
1: tile. I I, I once saw, like, uh, a mother and a child that was slightly older sleep in the same bed at the same time, but uh, I don't think it just happened very often, but it can. Yeah, I've got 20 dwarves in my
2: fortress, and I've seen that happen already, so I think that that's cool. Hmm.
0: I've got a similar thing about it. I've got a manager and a bookkeeper is the same guy, this guy called Thob Askelmang. And then Thob Askelmang has married Thob Kosothigan. So the Thobs have been married. And they're both this, I can't just assign one of them. So like if I assign a manager to a chair or to an office, it assigns both Thobs. I can't have just one.
2: Interesting,
1: Huh?
0: So both of them have that as an office and I can't unassign People from it, so you can either assign, unassign everyone, or just, or 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 not. And then when I click assign, it puts puts them both in there. So the married couple, I guess, are working very closely together. it's kind of the story that I like.
2: <laughs> that sounds like it might be a bug.
0: Yeah, I think it might be a bug. Yeah. You know, bring your so spouse it. to work day, probably. <laughs> an interesting it's an interesting thing but uh yeah it's like a whole family experience in my manager's office because now the kids are in there and yeah i, I don't know what's going on <laughs> like it's, listen i'm gonna throw you into the fire if we keep this up
2: guys never getting any work done
0: <laughs> yeah i'm like i can't get my tests because the kids are running around crazy come on this is, this is not working
2: uh maybe that was influenced by uh you know the pandemic in 2020 and you know kids right. i'm trying to do a zoom meeting here please stop banging the hands <laughs>
0: Is that why everyone's working from their bedrooms? I was trying to figure that out. Do they have video conferencing in Dwarf Forge?
2: Okay, so uh, anything else to add, Roland, before we move on to wider community chat?
1: Um, yeah, I... Oh, right. I wanted to add one thing. The fact that we can see what kind of metals we embark with is chef's kiss. Mm, yeah. Ah, delicious neat. Um, I like the sprites on the world map, and it says, like, play, sand, and soil. It actually does make a bit of a difference, and it tells me how deep it is. Um, I can see how far the nearest neighbors are, so I can actually settle somewhere where I get barely the humans, some goblins, and the elves. Just really make sure I get in the right position. So that's amazing that that now is a possibility. Ultimately, I also want to make sure that it's clear that I'm a fan of this game. I do have my problems with some of the things, which basically can be brought down to muscle memory and key binds. And I believe that if I do more in the settings, I will have a lot less problems with the game how it is right now. Otherwise, chef's kiss. I like it.
2: Yeah, I'm going to try to work with the game as it comes out of the box for for the time being without doing a lot of key mods, because I want to see, like I said, if they're flaws or if they're just changes. And if they're just changes, then I will get used to them. If they're flaws in three weeks, I'll still be annoyed at those things. And then I might work on, on changes, but I'm assuming that these, these key bindings are going to be the same in classic to fortress now. And if that's the case, I assume so. if that's yeah. the case, then I want to not have to, Rebind my keys with every, uh, you know, with every release. Because hopefully yeah. there's going to be releases more often than once every two and a half years. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe not. Who
0: knows? Well, it does say time is relative. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have, um, I still have yet to figure out a lot of stuff that I think will be important. I'm with you. I'm just going to try to figure out how to play it all as in I'm using air quotes vanilla. The only mod I've used is the no aquifers thing. I didn't, I didn't download the full Pokemon reskin of the game. (laughs) I'm sure you guys rushed right out to do that. That's, that's the other top mod in the, in the workshop. Yeah.
2: um, We're going to have a whole episode about mods coming up because there's lots of questions that I have about that, that I don't want to get into today.
0: Yeah. The big one is if you're trying to add one, I just to save everybody what it took me to figure it out. When you're generating a world, you have to click the but. There's a button in World Gen called Mods, and then you click and you add your mods, and then you build the world with those mods in it. So if you're, oh cool, if you've downloaded the Aquifers mod and you don't understand why you keep hitting Aquifers, it's probably because you didn't generate the world with the mod built into it. So I think it's an unusual way to do mods, but I like it because it means that I could use different mods in different worlds at the same time. I think it gives a lot more flexibility, even if it's not totally intuitive at first. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'll say about that.
3: Justin Lothamer, Fortress Public Relations Officer, would like to announce the retirement of the dwarven metropolis of Sosadkatton, Ivory Channels. Ivory Channels, with a population of 199, is the most successful fortress in the patron sponsorship era of Dwarf Fortress Roundtable. Ivory Channels boasts 9 Axelords, 10 Swordmasters, 5 Mace Lords, and 6 Hammer Lords. It is the home of 6 Grand Guild Halls, a tavern, 3 Temples, and 6 Military Squads. In 5 years, Ten artifacts have been crafted and 31 pieces of military gear have been bestowed names by their owners. Truly a jewel of the civilization the Gleeful Seals, Ivory Channels will live in the annals of Dwarf Fortress Roundtable history as a beacon of success. Justin Lothamer has officially drawn the fortress of version 0.47.05 to a close. Armok has truly smiled upon them.
2: Okay, so I hear that Dwarf Fortress did pretty well on its first couple of days on on Steam, huh? Oh yeah, it sounds like
1: it. Sounds like the word word yeah, is it's, out. It's now uh, in the shop. Like one of the first things that you usually see, if you click around, is Dwarf Fortress. What are the what are, what are the user reviews? That's the word. I, I think they're like well, very positive. Yeah, there's. You saw like, the one that was like, "Do you mean that?" Uh, this yeah, game yeah, I that's read been free one.
0: for
2: 25 I want to actually that's quote awesome. this one. I want to I actually yeah. quote this yeah. one because I yeah, actually dude. wrote it down because you can't copy and paste out of Steam. But uh, uh, in case S. that it disappeared. Windshift. Windshift S. Windshift S copies the text in Steam.
0: Windshift S. Well, it just takes a screenshot for you.
2: So this is a quote. Watch the review count and tell me how sane people can post a gushing positive ten out of ten game of the century review on day one. Twenty minutes ago the count was seventeen hundred, now it's nineteen hundred. Have all these people been playing free dwarf fortress for twenty five years and just waiting for an opportunity to pay thirty dollars? And that was followed by two thousand four hundred and thirty seven variations of yes.
0: <laughs> it's about the shape of it. <laughs>
2: Yeah, so yep. so I think that the wider the wider gaming community, that I've I've seen this, I, think, I say us, I've seen the, the Dwarf Fortress community referred to as cultists, as religious zealots, yeah, as fanboys, mm-hmm. and you know, I, I would I would balk at religious zealots, but uh, you know, if the Rocky Horror Picture Show fan base is a cult, then yeah, the Dwarf Fortress fan base is is cultish. That's fine. We love the game. It's an awesome game that we've been playing for years and years and years. And yeah, we've been waiting for another way to be able to show our appreciation to these people who have been giving their entire lives for the last 20 years to producing this work of art. So yeah, I've been waiting. I was happy to fork it over. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's, True. it's cool. It's, it's, I mean, you know, it's, you know, it's a, it's a learning curve. Like, let's be honest, but. It's you know, if you if you like this kind of a thing.
2: Was that the comment that you were talking about, Tony?
0: Yeah, the yes. I, I thought it was I thought it was a delightful, delightful response.
2: <laughs> yes. It was great. There was like you go through page after page after page of everyone saying yes. And occasionally interrupted by someone who says something else, but you know, fifty pages of a hundred replies of yes. It was great. Yeah. My yes is in yeah. there somewhere.
0: I- <laughs> here here uh yeah i've got a lot to learn though holy mackerel i've got a lot to learn about how this game works like i have kind of it's almost yeah it's almost like having to relearn it in in a lot of ways so i'm glad that uh glad it's out and now the now
2: the fun begins <laughs> has there always been uh has, I've, see i've never actually been in any other big gaming community well maybe doom i've paid attention to the doom community but the Dwarf Fortress gaming community is the only really community that I've spent a lot of time chatting with other community members about. Is it actually insular? Is it looked at askance by people from other gaming communities? Does that even make yes. sense?
1: Yeah. We are we are very insular. We are cultish. And if you look at the subreddit, how it used to be before um, the Steam release, uh, there was a very distinct tone in how people spoke to each other and about the game. Um, the forum is kind of the same. It still is. So, yeah, no, I think there's, like, a, a big flavor of actual cold in this. Yeah.
2: Well, maybe it's because we see that Tarn and Zack are regular people who are doing this, this cool thing and they seem more like more like friends and acquaintances rather than a faceless company who's building a game so we oh look uh,
0: there's a patch that just came out look at that 50.02
2: oh really cool, cool.
0: there it is turn here they've done some just hit this just in breaking news Ba-ba-da-ba. um says he's listening live and trying to patch in
2: the- <laughs> 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 so does it? what's the patch out does do you see the uh, update notes?
0: Yeah, he says he's fixed a crash from a compressed menu lists. Changed the init option for interface pixel width to be a percentage of the screen to fix widescreen issues. Stopped fishing mm-hmm. from hugely amplifying creature agitation in the world. Okay, great. Haven't run into uh, that yet. Has updated improved images for planned walls, floors, and fortifications. I would assume that's the engraving thing, where it's like if you engrave a room, you can no longer... See the room? Updated doors, hatches, chests, and other containers so that pallets will affect handles and other add-ons. The mods delete it but made the behavior consistently, not palletize these add-ons. And missing occupied animal-trapped images have now been included. And then um, Kitfox has something to say, but
2: I'll leave well, that Well, it's to good to get see that to the, the, the Tarn took some time off after the release, right? That was facetious. Well, you know
0: how it goes. I think he kind of is standing by waiting to fix the stuff that's just like, oh, crud, this got through beta or whatever.
2: The way he talked, he knew that was going to
0: happen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you know, he's kind of like it's a big release. You got to kind of address some of the big day one things, which I think is okay. It's cool. Hopefully he'll stop working on it. Catch up on Wednesday on Netflix or something.
2: The fishing causing agitation sounds like that could have been a bug that could have had stories about it. It just didn't last long enough. You know, <laughs> all the animals in, yeah. in the world getting pissed off because, because you're, because uh, <laughs> you're uh, you know fishing too much.
0: Yep. Totally. Well, I'm, I'm building my list of things that I have to relearn. I don't know how to do the military stuff anymore. I can't even get squads to turn up and train. So I like, there's a lot of relearning. I think military was always really complicated. I don't think I, I have ever really got the yet. knack of it. Have you gone? But, there um, yeah, I've, I've built a. Have you
1: built a military? <laughs> oh, of course, it's the first thing I did. <laughs> let's be honest. Um, is it I, better? Um, it is different. It's easier to make a new uniform. Let's say let's say it like that. That is actually one of the big things that I noted very quickly. It is much much easier to make a new uniform, like spears, for example, which I do because I'm obsessed with them it uh, is easy to tell them to train. You don't do it over the weapon rack anymore. You just zoop, zoop, zone, train here, and then done. And, you know, a lot of people liked putting uh, your squads on, like, sometimes training, sometimes you have Mm -hmm. time off, and uh, or people like me that say, train, always, never sleep. And now you have the option, and it's already there in the game, you can say no training some training always train oh cool and uh, that's uh, pretty cool i as haven't well. found that
0: menu option yet i'm looking forward to that i I've, I've i'm pre that i've i've managed to like zone the thing but i can't get them to do anything
2: yeah my current uh ivory channels my i have like six squads of 10 now and on those as i add more squads i give more time off to the other squads because i use the same Five training rooms for the uh, for the all the squads. I guess maybe there's four training rooms, but in any case, yeah, I micromanaged the uh, the scheduling. So I wonder if that is an option that's no longer there, or well, it's it's fine if it's not. I don't. I probably didn't need to micromanage
1: the training, but
2: can you still uh, micromanage oh, it, Roland?
1: The military, mm, mm, to some degree, I would say, but I have not. I have I did not actually dive in cool. yet too far. I just wanted to check, does it work? Do I get somebody to train? Yeah, I did. Can I get them to equip? I wanted to see the armor. That worked so far. Now comes the micromanaging. So, yeah. Well, we'll
2: I'm sure that we'll <laughs> be able to talk about this game and this release uh, further at some point, if not today. Right.
1: <laughs> you think? We're never going to revisit this. might
0: as well yeah might as well uh go ahead and uh keep talking about it yeah
2: all right tony i know you got a heart out at the top of the hour so yep i do i do i do yep let's go ahead and wrap this up i overall (laughs) overall impressions i love it i think that it's great i'm glad that it's doing well and uh and as things go it'll get smoother and yeah wonderful you guys? He nailed
0: it. Nailed the launch. Absolutely yeah. nailed the launch. Made they're a nice Game even better. Super excited to keep figuring out how to
1: learn to replay it. Hey, I hope there was a launch party. Deserved it. Big deserved it. Yeah. Big thumbs up. Love.
2: Yeah. All right. We're not a cult. So everybody, uh, if you haven't got the Steam version of Dwarf Fortress, then uh, wait a couple weeks and they're going to have the classic release of version 50.02 I guess at this point. There were probably more patches before then, but uh, yeah. So everybody don't spend too much time ignoring your family and playing Dwarf Fortress but, uh... Or do, <laughs> or,
0: do. Or, do. <laughs> or do and you can blame us
2: All right, well, we'll, awesome. we'll see everybody later then Happy Fortressing Yep. Yeah, awesome. See ya This has been the Dwarf Fortress Roundtable podcast. You can find all our past episodes at dfroundtable.com. Stop by and leave a message or suggestion in the comments section for this episode. While you're there, you can subscribe to Dwarf Fortress Roundtable or find us in the podcast service of your choice. You can find video content on our YouTube channel and you can send us an email at urist at dfroundtable.com. That's U-R-I-S-T at dfroundtable.com please consider donating to the creators of Dwarf Fortress at bay12games.com. If you'd like to help support this podcast, you can find us at patreon.com dfroundtable. This is a conversational podcast. All craftsworship is of the
1: highest quality.